Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Greater Greener Georgia. This is Miles. Alexis is out this week on a much needed vacation, but before she left, she was able to talk with Peggy Gillen, who is running for Georgia State House District 49. Before we get into that, though, we wanted to make sure to highlight Hurricane Ian and the devastation that it brought throughout the Southeast. The cleanup and rebuilding process is underway, and we wanted to share Act Blue's Ian Response Fund, which will, according to their website, address urgent response needs of impacted communities, ensure equitable state and federal responses, and provide emergency aid throughout the state via a network of grassroots organizations that are standing by to quickly address the needs of their communities. To donate, please visit secure.actblue.com slash donate slash Ian Response FL. So now on to the show, we'll play you our interview with Peggy Gillen, who again is running for Georgia State House District 49. Well, so Peggy, thank you so much for joining us today. And will you start off just by kind of introducing yourself, where you came from, like what made you decide to run, where your district is that you're running for, everything like that? Yeah. So I'm Peggy Gillen. I'm running for the Georgia House for District 49, which is North Fulton. It's, it includes part of the communities of Alfred, Roswell, and Milton. I am actually from Michigan by way of Florida and have been in the North Fulton area for 25 years. So pretty entrenched in this community and have seen so much change, which I know impacts a lot of what's going on around us, right? That every time we see a new subdivision going up, we think, okay, how's that going to impact our traffic, our pollution, our trash, our everything. So it's it's really important that we focus on that. Um, I, I decided to run basically because too many times saying we need to do better, right? We mm-hmm. need to do better in so many different ways. And then you think, as I got more and more involved in campaigning for other candidates and going to the Capitol to advocate for different groups like Moms Demand Action, you know, for common sense gun laws. And you think we can do better. And I got more and more interested and more and more time saying something needed to change. And I said, then that changed very well should be me. So that's awesome. Yeah. And so, so is this your first time ever running for office before? It is. Um, unless you include like, you know, high school, whatever. (laughs) Well, congrats. That's cool. But yeah, it is. um, I, you know, as I said, I campaigned for a lot of, you know, different candidates over the years and kind of got very familiar with the issues and um, followed very closely what was going on both federally and in Georgia and um, decided that I, that I could do this. We also decided that we needed to flip the seat in this district, that we have a long-term incumbent who really is doing very little that most Georgians want, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and so as an endorsed candidate of Georgia conservation voters, we're obviously very curious about, you know, your environmental plans and what you'd like to be doing differently um, than the people who are currently in office. Well, you know, as you are painfully aware, it's a financial issue so much of the time. Mm-hmm. They don't want to spend money on different environmental programs, but yet are willing to incur the the financial burden of damage, right? Damage from a storm, you know, rebuilding bridges, whatever has to happen that is a result of climate change damage and more fierce storms and more more issues in that regard. So they're willing to spend money on the back end, but not on the front end for prevention. And it's such a short-sightedness, right? It's, It's, I don't see this problem right in front of me that I can fix right now. So I don't want to spend money on it. 
So we kind of take the take the hits as they come over the years, which I know the the ratio is huge, right? You guys quote something like instead of being 30 something billion, it's 400 billion in dollars spent, right? Um, mm -hmm. So that's the short sightedness that I would definitely want to combat that. And it, it's an education thing. I really think it's a matter of, I'm sure all state legislators, you know, in Georgia are not properly educated on what needs to happen and, and what we could do better. And that the healthcare costs that result from people not drinking clean water, right. And the things mm -hmm. that happens from, you know, fossil fuels versus some clean energy. I, I really think it's education, both at a state legislator level and as a, and you know, out in the public. Mm -hmm. you know, because climate change is mentioned, you know, when we pull people about their issues, climate change is on there, but it's it's not near the top. And they wait for these disasters like Hurricane Ian to hit and then say, we have to stop this when actions could have been taken beforehand to stop a lot of these disasters. And, and I, you know, I had someone say, you know, we've gone through the whole alphabet on hurricanes before. Mm -hmm. So obviously we've had many of them before. So it's not a climate change thing. And and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think that it's not necessarily the number, it's the damage and the fierceness and the, yes. the effects. So that's what people don't, you know, people say, well, you know, we've always had a lot of hurricanes. Right. We've and they're going to continue too. It's not like we can stop a hurricane, but we can get our communities a lot more prepared, you know, first of all, just by educating them, but also like literally physically with building better structures and like having other systems in place to prevent such bad damage. Right. And then slowing climate change down so mm -hmm. that they don't get worse and worse over time. Exactly. I mean, this, this one was pretty bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to live in Florida and I just don't remember. I remember Andrew coming through way back in the 90s and Miami was hit very hard. But, you know, when you hear something like 90 percent of Fort Myers Beach structures are either yeah. damaged or gone, that's pretty severe. So education, I think, is what we're really looking at and putting in front of legislators in black and white and not letting them get away with this, the, the answers they currently have for why we're not doing it, right? Like this is really what's happening and believe in science and believe this is real and don't let it be a partisan issue. This isn't partisan. Well, and so I'm also just kind of curious about like what you would say your most passionate issue is as a candidate. Like imagine you're elected, it's day one. What is like the first kind of bill that you would want to see introduced yeah. into the house. I do find the climate change issue to be incredibly important. I think the first thing I would do if I could, and it would pass and, you know, pass both, mm -hmm. both chambers and the governor's desk would be to repeal our, our abortion ban. I mean, that's, I, I feel like that's just, that is such a pertinent issue right now. Yeah. So that would be the first thing I would do. Um, Another thing, like I've mentioned with regard to climate change issues would be an education effort. I think um, we need to know as individuals what we can do. I mean, what can what can you actually do besides recycling your paper and, mm -hmm. and your cans and glass that my community doesn't even take anymore? You know what I mean? So what can you do besides those small things and put that in front of people? And um, I think that that is huge is educating people and making people really see what we're looking at. And the information's out there, but you got to right. You know, you have to look for it. Um, then the other the other thing I think Atlanta really needs that would achieve both people just from their own, whatever the benefit is, there, they, there'd be a personal benefit. And then obviously there'd be a climate benefit is mass transit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've lived here for 25 years and the MARTA has come up one exit further. Yeah. 
right? So I used to have to, I mean, it's come one, one stop further. Yeah. And if it was convenient and, and everybody knew the schedule and safe and I mean, why would we not get on the train to go downtown? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I have to drive almost halfway downtown to get on the train. Right. So then exactly. you're, and you're like, I'll just go. Right. Yes. I think the mass transit and, you know, transit only lanes on the highways. I think that would be something that could be done in Atlanta because whether people understood the, you know, environmental benefit or not, they would understand the benefits themselves. Yeah. No, that's totally an environmental issue. Something that we're huge supporters of too is an increase, well, an increase in mass transportation and just a decrease on car reliance in general, making Atlanta more walkable and bikeable in addition to public transportation. And so my next question, kind of my last question for you is just a fun one. We just really want our listeners to be getting to know our candidates and not, and you know, thinking of you as the real person that you really are and not just a candidate. And I'm just kind of curious, what's your favorite thing to do in Georgia outdoors? Like what is a place you like to explore? How do you like to get out in nature in Georgia? Um, I love, you know, beaches like everybody else. My really favorite thing is hiking. And so the North Georgia mountains hiking parks like Unicoi and Red Top and Amaclola and those places. And I think I've hit them all because I did the hike for discovery program through the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society years ago. And we had, we did training hikes to prepare to hike the Grand Canyon. We did training hikes in North Georgia. I was not aware until I did those, how great of hikes those are. And that we have some real mountains here. We have some real like tough hikes, some real mountains. And that's my favorite thing to do is spend a day doing that. And once this campaign is done, I can enjoy the change in weather and I can get out and do that. Some yeah, more. totally. Well, and either way, you you definitely deserve like lots of relaxation after this campaign. <laughs> and we're so excited to see what happens in the next few weeks. And so my kind of closing is how can people get involved in your campaign? If they're listening, can you tell us your website, your social media? What's the best way to, for people to be getting involved, whether it's donating, volunteering, phone banking, anything? The one thing you can do is go to my website, which is PeggyGillenForGeorgia.com with four and Georgia spelled out. And you can submit, send me a message, submit your, you know, something for volunteering, um, whatever you'd like to do. But we have people out canvassing. We have phone banking and texting going on. Um, Donating is huge. Um, And it's not that we want this to be all about the money, but what it comes down to is in order to get the word out, we have to send mail and we have to pay for digital ads and we have to do all that. And that just increases our chances of winning, right? Getting out in front of people. Um, so would love to have anybody and everybody get involved. Um, just check it, check it out, check out my website and um, send me a message also about what's important to you. And if you have ideas for what I can champion, right? Um, climate related or otherwise, um, please send those out and what's important to Georgians. Thank you so much for Peggy Gillen for taking the time to speak with us. We have many more interviews planned with candidates from around the state. So please make sure to follow us on social media and on our website at gcvedfund.org. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time.